0: Hi, and welcome to the NCC More Podcast. My name is Jared, and I'm here with Pastor Destiny. And we're here to talk a little bit about Sunday morning. Right now, we're in this middle of the series on prayer. And prayer can be an intimidating subject.
1: Uh, Prayer can be very intimidating. I I I think you're exactly right, Jared. Even though it's the core of Christianity, I think it's something that a lot of people can feel fearful about. Um, There's a lot of superstition and religion around prayer, and yet that's not at all what Jesus intended. Um, Jesus intended that um, prayer would be something that would be simple, that would be personal, and that would be um, intimate between us and God. In fact, he went so far as to say, you do not have to ask me. You can ask in my name. In other words, your access to God is completely unfettered from this point onward. And so Jesus really intended for us to put prayer as a cornerstone of our faith. But so many times, it's really the last thing that people think of. I, I've talked to people this week who have been serving God for 30 years, and they say, this is an area of my Christian life that I really have never developed. And um, I I think that's unfortunate because it can add so much strength to us personally, but also it is our connection to God.
0: Mm -hmm. Ultimately. And for me, I've always looked at prayer as simply just conversing with God, you know, um, just spending time to just, you know, sometimes you have those moments in life where you're just like, so full of life, so full of people. And you're just like, I need to go vent on someone. Absolutely. <laughs> and what better person than our our father to vent on, you know? Absolutely. And, and so because he understands us more than anyone.
1: And he's not intimidated by our issues. Absolutely. You know, so many times we have to be cautious mm-hmm. about the way that our feelings and our emotions impact other people. Mm-hmm. But when we talk to God, we can be um, completely transparent right because he is God Mm -hmm. and he can handle it Mm -hmm. and I think that's such a a really good point is that we can be holy ourselves when we enter into prayer we don't have to put on a face we don't have to somehow gear up for prayer we can just enter the presence of God and begin to talk to him um, very naturally but I I think another aspect of this really is is that keeps people from praying is that they can't stay focused I, I don't know if that's something that you've mm-hmm. you've yes. encountered, Jared. But I think everyone has. Absolutely. When when you start to pray, it seems like immediately you remember all the things that you have to do, where all the things that you are missing might be in the house. You think of fifty people who need a text or an encouraging phone call. Your mom calls. She hasn't called in three days, but she called. It, it just seems like it happens when you start to pray. But but if you're going to pray, you're going to have to be intentional, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to focus it isn't just going to happen in our lives right right well nothing
0: really happens when it comes to growth here at uh, North Point we grow intentionally that's right and so it's a discipline that we have to develop and and so there are some days where we may not feel like praying where the last thing we feel like is going to God Uh, but really in him results our answers and and our hope and so absolutely and And we
1: say that a lot that that we cannot allow our feelings to, to to dictate our life mm-hmm, we right. have to instead tell our feelings what they're going to be right. we have to find the truth that supports the feelings that we want so if we don't want to pray maybe that is the very thing that we need to do that mm-hmm. we need to pray but but what are some things in your life as you have have started to pray and you're having a hard time focusing what, what are some keys that that have been in your life that have helped you stay focused as you pray for me personally,
0: one of the things that I do is I almost always pray in my personal time with worship music on, whether that's driving on a commute or if I'm just uh, spending some uh, alone time in my bedroom on a Saturday morning um, or if I'm walking in a park, I just put headphones in and I play worship music. And what that helps me do as I pray, obviously you, whenever you pray, you quiet your soul, you quiet the you know your mind you quiet yourself emotionally and with that all automatically all your to-do lists things begin to come up you can see things more clearly which is one of the points of prayer um and so but these things begin to come up and so what i do is i listen to worship music as i do that and so that helps me keep my focus on god because the whole point of worship music it all culminates around uh god and who he is to us who we are in him our life in him the forgiveness in him and so that helps keep for me that helps me keep my focus on on conversing with God versus going mentally to my to-do list.
1: That makes so much sense because in the silent moments, in between a phrase that I'm speaking, when I'm when I'm thinking, that worship music, those those lyrics are there to direct my thoughts again, to direct my thoughts again to how good God is, how much He loves me. Because I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I pray is when I um, when I realize the doubts. That, that are trying to undermine my faith. Mm-hmm. So I begin to pray for my family and suddenly I'm more aware of the fears that I have for my daughters mm-hmm. or the concerns that I have for my marriage or um, the disappointment that I have in a relationship. And sometimes that worship music can redirect me to the fact that God is a good God and he has great plans for me. And no matter how I'm feeling, even in this moment of prayer, even in this moment of doubt, that he really does have something good for me. I love that. I I love that handle of putting worship music on to to keep you focused. You know, one thing that, that I like to do is I like to write lists. So before I pray, I'm a planner. So you know, full disclosure. But before I pray, sometimes what I'll do is I will write down um, topics that I want to pray about. Some things that that I really want to focus on. Because if I start to pray and and it's been two minutes and I wanted to you know pray for ten and and I don't have what I want to say next. Sometimes I don't know what to say and and I feel like I'm failing at prayer. Or I'll pray for ten minutes and then oh I wanted to pray about that. But keeping that list reminds me of my priority. Because it's funny how when you write a list about what you want to pray about, what comes to the top? Sometimes it's things that I'm not spending a lot of time on. Sometimes it's friends that I haven't called who are going through a difficult time. And it reminds me that if it's important enough for me to pray about, then maybe it's also important enough for me to put some action behind.
0: Wow, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, So... I know like even administrationally, like how we conduct our lives, you know, you're going about your day in the office, something comes to your mind, you know, oh, I could pray about that later, you know, cause you may not, not have time in your workflow at your job or maybe you're in college, you know, to right there, you know, spend three minutes in prayer, talking to God about it because you're, you know, you're in your workflow, you're doing stuff, but you can write that down and say, Hey, I'm going to pray about this later.
1: I think that's a really good point, because even though um, we really can pray throughout our day, and I I consider praying without ceasing, which is what the Bible says, um, a continual awareness that God is with me, that the Holy Spirit is with me as I go about my daily tasks. That's kind of the way I think of that. But maybe something comes up and and I'm concerned about Jared, I'm concerned about something in his life, or I see something that, that, um, you know, he's going through. And I can write it on my list. And in that same moment, um, I think it's important for us to, if we can, take the time to stop and pray. Mm-hmm. So I love what you said. Write it down no matter what. Right. Um, if you can't stop and pray because of your context. Maybe you're in a meeting or something. Absolutely. You know, um, you can do it in your mind or whatever for a second, but, but that's okay. But there are times that we pass up the opportunity to stop right here and now and say, hey, can I pray for you? right now. This is something that my dad really um, taught me growing up is that um, when somebody asks you for prayer, hey, would you mind praying for my mom? She's going through a difficult time. Oftentimes what they mean is, hey, I want to let you know that my mom's going through a difficult time.
0: Right. And it's our spiritual way of gossiping. (laughs) Right,
1: right. But you can turn that moment into something that's very powerful by grabbing their hands or, or saying, hey, can we pray right now? and asking God's presence into the situation. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you can literally invite God's perspective into their life, God's thoughts about their situation into their life. And and we can see um, a connection that, that might not have happened if we had just waited until later. So I think that's a beautiful point is that we can write lists as we go throughout the day. And then also, you know, as opportunity presents, why not take prayer into the streets? Right. Why not do it in the moment? Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely and I know one thing that I also do to help in the moment whenever I'm uh, spending time praying as as we mentioned things coming to the top of our mind lists to-do lists coming things like that one thing that I do whenever I'm praying is just like whenever if me and you are having a meeting I have a notebook where I'm at and if something comes to my mind obviously I don't want to you know, use some of my mental capacity because I'm engaged with the meeting with you. So I write it down in a notebook that's a great to point. visit later. And so whenever I'm like walking in the park, I have this little notebook that I carry in my pocket. And if something comes up, I'm like, Oh, I need to think about that, but I'm busy praying right now. Yes. I'm going to jot it down so I can, you know, um, uh, uh, re, uh, reevaluate it later. Absolutely. And, and I
1: think that's important because, um, one of the ways that God speaks to us is by directing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And and I have had instances, especially um, since I've been working on the business side of church, where I've been praying and something that seemed so unrelated has come to my mind, um, a, a contract that we needed to look at again or an opportunity that we needed to lean into. And I've written it down and then later gone back and found out that it was exactly what we needed to do in that season um, to have an advantage or to get a blessing. So I I think that's a a great point is don't allow prayer to to keep you from from writing those things down. But at the same time, don't let those things keep you from praying. Right. Because if I stop every time I have a thought, I'm never going to have that moment Mm -hmm. of prayer. And um, you know, I've had people say, well, it doesn't matter if you pray for a minute or if you pray for 20 minutes. Well, it doesn't matter if you talk to your husband for a minute or for 20 minutes, but 20 minutes, you're going to get a lot more done, right? Right, right. <laughs> And so um, I think that sometimes we, we should set aside actual time mm-hmm. to pray. Um, one of the things that I'm doing with my daughter right now is we're setting a timer and she wants to pray five minutes a day. So we're setting a timer and she knows that that timer is going to go off. She doesn't have to ask, hey, mom, how much more time is going? She can just go ahead and pray and know that when five minutes is up, the timer is going to go off. If she wants to keep praying, she can, but she's accomplished her goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes in our own prayer life, if you're trying to pray for an hour, but you don't pray for two minutes, why not start with five? Start where you are. Why not start with 10 and kind of build up to where you want to be?
0: Absolutely, that's that's such good advice, and that's really good for anyone who's new to following Jesus or new to the concept of prayer. You know, praying twenty minutes, praying thirty minutes yeah. can be intimidating.
1: It really can praying be ten minutes can be intimidating. <laughs> it, it really can, um, and I have found that the more troubled I am, often the the more I don't want to pray. If that sounds kind of strange, um, oftentimes if I'm really dealing with something, I, I almost don't want to pray because I know that my perspective's going to shift and I kind of want to be a little bit angry for a little longer. <laughs> I want to be a little bit more upset for a little longer, but it can be intimidating. Ten minutes can seem like a long time. I remember the first time that my daughter tried to pray for five minutes and she's seven years old and, um, and she said, mom, five minutes is a really long time. I said, it's okay if we don't go five minutes, it's all right. And when the five minutes was up, she looked at me and she said, Mom, I did that. That was not as long as I thought it would be. That was really neat. And I think that if we would just set attainable goals for ourselves and then would go after them instead of just staying in the limbo of, oh, I haven't prayed yet. Oh, I'm going to do it later. Oh, I haven't prayed yet. Just do it Mm -hmm. and see how it changes your life. Philip is, is very big on praying in the morning. He believes in it very firmly. And um, I don't have a lot of time in the morning. I mean, I'm a mom of three kids and I've got to get into the office. And by the time I get them dressed and sort of ready for school and off, um, you know, I, I normally am running late, but I've learned to stop in my truck and just take two or three or four minutes before I walk into work, quiet my mind, like you said, focus on God, allow him to change my perspective and invite him into my day. So it doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take a lot of intention. Mm -hmm. And I love, you kind of
0: referenced it,
1: uh, but you said
0: on Sunday that prayer doesn't always change the circumstance on the outside, but it always changes something on the inside of us. And I love that because, you know, wherever you're at and whatever moment you're at, you know, we always have times of frustration. We always have, I mean... Uh, You know, we have a very busy street that we all drive on right outside of our church that is always congested with traffic. Yes. And I am always impatient on it, you know. (laughs) But things like that in life. It's true. You know, we all uh, deal with these things. And just being able to take a moment and acknowledge God. Yes. His presence always comes in and changes our perspective, changes our attitude, and helps us not only follow Jesus better, but ignores. But be an example of him to other people as well.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the things, one of the ways that he shifts our perspective is that he shifts our perspective from problems to people. Mm -hmm. Because so many times we can think that people are the problem, but problems are the problem and people are just people and God loves people. And so instead of seeing that congested street as just an obstacle to where you want to go, you start to see the cars as people vehicles, you Mm -hmm. start to see the people in the cars and you start to think about their days and how hectic they are and how much God loves them and how much he wants to reach them. It's crazy how prayer will so shift your perspective that you can have peace in a moment. Mm -hmm. And it's not just that peace that passes understanding. It's the peace from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I completely agree. You, You really do have to realize that prayer may not always change the traffic jam you're in may not always change the outside. It may not change the way your boss is, but it will always change you. And what I have found in my Christian walk is that that is is what I need more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Because I just need God to change me. I need him to change me from the inside out. Because no matter what circumstance I'm in, my circumstances will change. But wherever I go, there I am. Mm -hmm. There I am. So that's really what... What we hope for when we pray and what we believe for um, is that God will take care of the circumstances that he wants to take care of, but that more than that, he'll change us. But another thing that we talked about on Sunday that I think is really crucial is that we need to live out what we pray about. Mm -hmm. We need to live out what we pray about. And that's something that, Jared, you and I have talked about a lot, um, that there are real gaps in our community, Mm -hmm. and that it's one thing to pray for these gaps to be filled, but it's a whole nother thing to roll up our sleeves and to jump into the gap. How has prayer given you the strength to jump into the gaps in your community? Well...
0: For me, there was this moment in my life that really changed the trajectory of my life. And it's whenever God really opened up my eyes to this portion of Scripture out of the book of James, which we just got done with the series out of the book of James. And, and James writes in this portion of Scripture that if you see someone who is without food or poorly clothed, and you pray for them and say, be filled with Christ and be clothed with the Holy Spirit, but you don't give them a cup of soup or a coat, then your prayer is worthless. Wow. And so for me, that really, it really changed the way I approached prayer and prayer went went from something that I offer to someone versus it changes my perspective as to what God can do for someone through me.
1: Oh wow! It changes
0: my passion. So when I pray for my city, it's not, I'm just expecting God to do this big supernatural thing. And he does do miracles, but a lot of the miracles that he does are works through us. Absolutely. And so as I'm going throughout my day-to-day routine, as I'm encountering other people, I know that God wants to change my city through me. And it changed the way I respond to people. It changed the way I talk to people. It changes how I give of my time and my resources and my money. It changed the way I live my life.
1: Well, and, and I love that because sometimes we can worry about poverty maybe even pray about poverty, but what are we actually doing to lean into the gaps in our city? What are we actually doing to, to help change things? Mm-hmm. Um, are, if we're worried about families who don't have food, like what you said, what are we doing to lean into that? Are we giving to our local rescue mission? Are, are we making sure that there's a program at our church that that looks for the food insecure in our own congregations? I know that for a while, North Point didn't have the funds to be able to Go outside but we looked inside and we said what can we do to make sure that those who are food insecure have enough. We may not be able to take care of every family in shreveport Bozier, but let's do for one what we wish we could do for everybody. And if we would all do that, if we would all own the gaps that we see and that we can lean into, um, it would change the entire world. So I I love you bringing that out, that we need to um, lean into what the Bible says about prayer. Mm -hmm. Because really, I lean into prayer. The Holy Spirit leans into me. He changes me. He changes my perspective, just like what you talked about. Mm -hmm. He changes my perspective. I no longer see the issues in my city the same way. I start to see solutions instead of just problems. I start to see opportunities. You know, here at North Point, um, we've started mentoring kids who are in the foster um, programs. We've started um, giving uniforms away, new uniforms. We just gave away 3,000 uniforms. That's amazing. We didn't do that one person or one church. We did it as a community, and yes, we pray for the students of our city, but we also equip them with what they need to be successful. So I, I love what you just brought to the table, but I lean into prayer. The Holy Spirit leans into me, and then together we lean into the community, and we see God do that exceedingly abundantly above anything that we could ever ask or So if you're listening right now and you you think to yourself, prayer is not my strong suit. I'm not sure where to start. Maybe you're new to your relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're new to following Jesus. Or maybe you've been following Jesus for a really long time, but you've just never really implemented prayer as a part of your life. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to take the next seven days, take the next 14 days and try to pray every single day. Don't try to pray for an hour. Pray for five minutes. Make a list. Turn on worship music, like Jared said, and see what God does in you. And ask God to help you to live out what you're praying about. I'm going to just take a moment and pray for you. God, I thank you so much for every person who's listening. God, I thank you that you are opening hearts and minds right now. God, I thank you that it's your will that we would have a relationship with you. And prayer is the way that we directly connect to you. So, Father, I pray that any fear, any, any worry surrounding this topic would just be eliminated in the name of Jesus. And that instead we would take what Jesus died for, this opportunity to speak directly with you. And that we would take advantage of it. Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our minds. Speak to us in this season.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. And we hope you'll join us next week as we continue this conversation about prayer.